I'm Betsy Reed, and this is The Discomfort Practice, where I talk to creatives, activists, leaders, scientists, and a host of others about discomfort, about the role it's played in their lives, who they are and what they do in the world, and the value of discomfort in helping us move forward as a society. Discomfort is just the edge of your comfort zone, and on the other side are superpowers. So settle yourself in, and let's get uncomfortable. Welcome to season four of The Discomfort Practice. I am surprised, delighted, and all of the things to have gotten to a season four. When I started this podcast in October 2020, as my response to deep, deep discomfort of COVID lockdown in Barcelona, where I live, and the deep discomfort of really being forced to sit still with myself and just be rather than do rather manically, like I have all of my life, gave birth to the period of creativity that I've found myself in for the past nearly two years now. And I am just so pleased to be at this point, almost two years later, of launching season four, of having gone deep into discomfort with my guests, of having made this my own discomfort practice of putting my my thoughts and my life a bit more out there on the internet because I've long had this separation between my professional persona and my very private, private life, that I've gotten to this place of being ready to do more. I've discovered the, the truth of what I've said about how empowering getting uncomfortable can be. The things that I've taught in my own classes as a yin yoga teacher, in my classes as a professor of leadership, and in my own, well practice of exploring discomfort and nudging and nurturing and holding space for other people to be uncomfortable, I've discovered how beautiful it truly is. I've talked about it, I've known it for a while, but I've really come to know it in the past two years, in large part thanks to this podcast, which is a practice of getting to know discomfort in a much deeper way, obviously. So whether you've listened to one episode or many episodes, or this is your first encounter with the Discomfort Practice podcast, welcome to season four. Welcome to discomfort, but not as you probably knew it before. I've started to think of this as like the delicious side of discomfort, because what I've found over the past two years, as I've had many conversations with some really wonderful people that always start with the same question, which is what's an uncomfortable moment? that's changed your life and shaped who you are and what you do in the world. What lies on the other side of that answer is more often than not joy and adventure and a retelling of something truly beautiful that wouldn't have happened, that wouldn't have resulted in the same great place that that person is in their life now if it hadn't been uncomfortable, if it hadn't pushed them out of their comfort zone if it hadn't challenged who they thought they were, and maybe who they thought they were on track to becoming. So, in season four, I'm taking it up a notch. So season four is going to focus on the OGs of discomfort, the people who have created discomfort in the world, whether on purpose, as an accident, or because they were pioneers in something a way of thinking or a way of doing or a way of being that at the time was deeply uncomfortable, that went against the norm and challenged the way we think, we do, or we understand things. So I will be interviewing some of my heroes, some of my new heroes. I will be 
doing some solo episodes that focus on people who, you know, might be long gone, but are knowing their stories. Um, so I'm excited because it's going to be a little dive into some of my own past, my own heroes who have shaped me. Because my own story is <laughs> one of someone who was never destined to fit in. And if you've ever thought that, this is for you. Because I grew up in Wyoming, the least populated state in the United States. People don't know much about it. It's become more well-known because people have become aware. It's a deeply beautiful, wild, natural place. And the people there are great, frankly. But I also grew up in a Christian fundamentalist household where my family really tried to separate themselves from the world, quote unquote. You know, we weren't allowed to go to the movies. We weren't allowed to listen to the radio. We weren't allowed to date. And as a result of that, I was homeschooled. So I got a great education because my parents are very organized and intelligent people who put together a really great curriculum. And my dad is a former teacher, uh, a retired teacher, I should say, very well respected where I'm from. But all of that, plus my personality, which was not cool in my family, I came out this way. I came out strong and zesty and opinionated and self-directed. And growing up in a family and a religious culture that wanted children to be docile and pliable and just toe the line, I was just too much. And so I, I really suffered as a result of that. The system I grew up in tried to break me, tried to crush who I was because I was just so not what they had envisioned. Um, so I never fit in. I never fit in in my family. I never fit in in my culture. I remember being in high school and having my youth group friends be like, why are you dressed like that? And I would just look at myself and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just wearing my clothes. Because I'd always grown up admiring, you know, like Audrey Hepburn, and I made my own clothes. So I styled myself and I was tailored and I wore a lot of black. I never fit in anywhere as a result. You know, I was sort of grew up in this little bubble of a religious you know, religious life in a state nobody knew much about. And then I ventured forth out of that bubble into the world. And nobody really knew what to do with me. And I, I had to find my own way. But the nice thing is, all of that, and having sort of broken up with the scripts I was given as a kid in that environment, I didn't have a mold. I didn't ever have a norm to go against because I was never a part of the norm. So I, you know, I kind of fought for an education because my parents also didn't really think women needed a higher education. And, and I knew from the age of about 10 years old that I was not born to live in the country I was born in. I just never felt at home in the United States. Wyoming, yes. Wyoming is the place that made me. Wyoming is the place that I'm from. I feel like the dirt runs in my veins. But I just never really felt like I belonged in the United States. And so I knew that from a very young age, I was meant to live somewhere else. And then as I adventured around the world, what I discovered is my, my people were the other people who didn't really belong anywhere. And the good side of that is you can then decide where you want to belong and who you belong to and who you belong with. And so I have been free to construct my family. I have been free to become fully myself without having to really reject a lot of identity because I'd already done that because I never fit in. So it wasn't like I had to be radically different than what I was as a kid 
I was always in trouble. I was always told I wasn't good enough and God wasn't happy with me. So I'm really grateful for the deep discomfort of that. And yes, if you're wondering, it has taken lots of years of work to come to a point of gratefulness and perspective on that because, yeah, it was traumatic and it took some really good therapists. And that in itself was a deep discomfort. All of that background and then the therapists brought me to this place where I'm someone who deeply values and pursues consciousness and healing, and I want to bring that to others. So that in itself is beautiful, and that came from discomfort, because we're all told to be good, behave yourself, be good, fit in, be a good girl, good girls dress like this, good girls act like this, good boys act like this. But I want to talk to people who have either fallen foul of being good or have rejected the idea of being good, of fitting in, of keeping things, quote, nice, because they were in pursuit of great. They were in pursuit of how we could do something better. Maybe they innovated or invented something. They were in pursuit of personal greatness, which meant making other people uncomfortable and being, quote, not good. So I'm going to peer under the hood with a lot of people and just ask them, how have you embraced discomfort and chosen not to be good in order to bring something great to the world? And I'm really excited about this season because it's going to be perhaps a little bit more raw, perhaps a bit more unscripted because I've sort of got my pattern down by now, three seasons of asking people the same opening question. So I'm, I'm going to do things a little bit differently this season. And I hope you stick with me. I hope you enjoy the season. I'm going to start doing some select interviews on video as well, doing YouTube. So you'll be able to see me and my guests and really just stepping more and more into my discomfort zone and not worrying so much about being good that perhaps I missed the chance to highlight someone else's great or highlight even this podcast great. And I really, truly hope it can be great. So as I always say at the end of every podcast in my closing, let's get uncomfortable together. But also this season, let's reject good so we can be great together. Enjoy season four. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with me. If you enjoyed this episode, Follow and like The Discomfort Practice wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave me a five-star and written review and share this with other people. Help me to reach new audiences with this idea that consciously practicing discomfort helps us to individually and collectively discover our superpowers and create a society and a planet where everyone can thrive. Thank you so much to my guests all season. Go back and listen to a few more episodes to hear more of them. They are wonderful humans doing amazing things in the world. Thanks to my team who helped me produce this podcast and for those who inspire me through their writing, their conversation, and their support. So that's all from me for now. Follow me on Instagram at the Betsy Reed if you want to get to know me a bit better, some of my thoughts. And in the meantime, stay uncomfortable.